Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Thursday. Coming to you live from our studio here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. On the program with me today, I've got my good friends Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry, and we've got an amazing new installment of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show planned for you today. Coming up at uh, 315, we'll have our birthdays in sports. We'll chat with Zach Blackerby at 330, the host of the Locked on Auburn podcast in the second hour of the show Britt Bowen the play-by-play voice of Auburn women's basketball for the Auburn Sports Network will be on the program to talk about their season thus far we'll have a nightly TV guide brought to you by our friends at White Claw at the very end of the program so a lot to accomplish here on the program today and we continue to talk all things Auburn football as it's a very busy week with the transfer portal we're still trying to put together a coaching staff for Hugh Freeze ahead of his first season taking over the Auburn football program and Auburn men's basketball prepares for a game against Memphis. All of that set to be discussed on today's show. JJ Jackson with Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress. Brant, how are you, sir? I'm fantastic, man. Uh, having an excellent Thursday. Uh, some Falcons news broke today as well that Desmond Ritter is going to be getting his first start uh, next Sunday. Uh, the Falcons are on their bye week, so they're going to take an extra week and get Ritter implemented into this uh, starting offense. And I'm excited to see how that goes. You know, as a kid with showed off a little bit in the preseason but he's been uh, riding the bench behind Marcus Mariota and uh, Mariota's had two or three bad games in a row so they're going to make the switch there which is not unexpected but I Excited to, to be here to talk Auburn football, to talk about uh, basketball. Brooks uh, went and saw the press conference that Coach Bruce Pearl had uh, earlier today, and he's got a couple of quotes from that that I can't wait to hear him talk about. And yeah, just uh, just an excellent Thursday. Got a lot coming up, a lot in the world of sports. And yeah, let's let's do the thing. Let's man. do it, man. Let's do this thing. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one triple eight nine Tiger Nine. If you want to call in to be a part of our show, that's all of our sports call guests. Join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over one hundred and ten years. That's a long time. It's a very long you time. You can visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Again, give us a call to join the show. Three three four. 887 3401 locally or toll free 1 888 9 Tiger 9. Auburn Bank, our proud sponsor of the Sports Call phone line. So we talk about this Auburn football team. Yes. We've got targets potentially coming up for visits this upcoming weekend. I thought we had an amazing conversation with Cole Pinkston from Auburn Live and On3 Sports on the show yesterday about some of the emphasis recruiting-wise for this Auburn football team and Coach Hugh Freeze. Yeah, I agree. And look, it's no secret that Auburn is kind of in a bad spot when it comes to the state of its roster. And we said that a couple of times. You have to get offensive linemen. You 
have to go get edge guys and uh, a couple other positions where you you need a game breaker. You need some kind of leader, some guy who can come in here and, and make things happen at that position. But offensive line and uh, edge defender are the two that people are focusing on, and rightfully so. And, and you know, it, the recruiting has not been good at Auburn, especially uh, at the offensive line position for the better part of five years now. And you've you've got to come in. You've got to fix those holes in a hurry. That's a tall mountain to climb, yeah. and it's the first one that Hugh Freeze is going to be working on. Brent, let's go ahead and we'll head to our phone lines let's early in the show before we get, again, an early guest on the program here in just a little bit. Zach Blackerby, the host of the Locked on Auburn podcast, will be on the program, but your phone calls are welcome. 334-887-3401. Joining us on the program now, Ward Dam Steve. Retired Ward Dam Steve is here to join us. Hello, Steve. Good afternoon, Mr. J.J. and Brooks. J.J. and Brant right now, yes. Brant, I'm sorry about that, It's all Brant. good. Uh, all good. No, no offense there. All right, let's get started real quickly. How about a war damn eagle shout-out to Mr. Robbie Ashford, named to the freshman All-SEC team. Great honor for him after a productive freshman season as Auburn's quarterback. That was amazing to see. Yeah, I was happy for him. And uh, did not know this, according uh, to 247 Sports, it says here that uh, Ashford ranks third. Think about this. Third among freshmen in program history in all passing categories. And sixth among Auburn all-time freshman rushers. This was even astonishing. His seven rushing touchdowns is second to only who? Bo Jackson, who had nine in 1982. Yeah, really impressive and productive freshman year. Now, I, <laughs> the quarterback passing stats are not as impressive because Auburn has just not had a lot of guys who are freshmen start at the quarterback position. But certainly, he, he had a very impressive year, especially running the football. And uh, whatever happens, he's a great athlete, and I think he's going to be a contributor for Auburn for the next couple of seasons. Yeah, I really uh, believe it. I was skeptical even throughout his performance this year. But, you know, after uh, seeing how he performed, I mean, he's a gutsy player and reading some comments from other uh, analysts that uh, I think his ceiling is a lot higher than maybe I, I gave him credit for. I think uh, so, too. So. I, I I was not bought into Robbie as a passer for most of the season, uh, but he has shown a little bit, and you know him talking about all the injuries that he sustained this year and played through, that that really impressed me, and you're absolutely right. He's a gritty guy. He's a he's a really great athlete and an absolute warrior, so uh, even if he... So I, I hope he can play quarterback moving forward, and even if he can't, then uh, I hope he sticks around Auburn. All right, moving real quickly, guys. I read from Brandon Marcello today about three hours ago. According to his information, he says we should expect all all college um, all coaching hires to be announced by no later than Tuesday of this coming week. Did you guys happen to read that? I did see that. So so five days away, and again, Cole Pinkston told us yesterday he wouldn't be shocked if the coordinators at least are in place by Saturday. So hopefully things are picking up momentum on that front and we can figure out what in the world this coaching staff is going to look like. All right, moving on, guys. Uh, staying with uh, college football. Of course, the Heisman's coming up Saturday. Now, um, I don't want to get myself or you guys in trouble with the FCC, but a certain Heisman candidate – uh, is being apparently criticized by some voters, according to an article I read on the Spun. Caleb Williams with uh, his nail polish. Or yeah, is, with yes. the letters F-U-C-K, Utah. Yes, them. yes. We'll, we'll steer oh clear God. of saying that I word. I did but, uh, not know that. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. tough guys, loss for him what, after doing that. Well, well, what do you make of that? Do you think that should disqualify him? No, I think I think 
college athletes cuss all the time. I, cussing is not a big deal. We can't do it on this show, but uh, if you think that Caleb Williams is the only Heisman finalist who has ever said that word, then it, you're mistaken. Well, I know Bo Jackson because I'm reading uh, the uh, biography right now on him. Uh, but anyway, so I just thought well, that, that was almost uh, strictly as funny, but apparently some voters Same. are uh, somehow... So, uh, not Might be a little to, uh, sensitive to that. Yeah, I, I found it a little humorous. I mean, it's just a, an athlete trying to motivate themselves. I don't we, think he's done it just against Utah either. I think right. he's done it a couple of times right. this season. Okay. Uh, now, the same guy, apparently, um, the diesels weren't um, bothered by. He apparently just got the Associated Press's College Football Player of the Year announced. Did you see that? I didn't, no. Yeah, it says right here, this comes from... Uh, uh, yeah, the spun. It says right here, uh, on Thursday afternoon, the AP announced it's 2022 College Football Player of the Year. Caleb Williams is the winner. All right. All so, right, and could be that. in position to get his Heisman Trophy, too. Interesting. Thanks for that update. Hi. Speaking of Heisman people that weren't on the uh, ballot, this comes from a website called Saturday Tradition. Okay. And it says that the PFF people have graded none other than Michigan running back Blake Corum as the best player in the country. He was outstanding. It's unfortunate that he's now lost for the year uh, for Michigan as they try to go for that national championship. But, yeah, he was one of the guys that prior to his injury, like Kendon Hooker at Tennessee, was on that Heisman list uh, and a very well-deserving candidate. So I'm surprised he didn't make it. Uh, Yeah, it says here the analytics uh, outlet pointed out that it wasn't even particularly close. Uh, it says he's been the best player in college football this season and not even close. Corum's 95.9 grade is not only the highest among all players in the country, it's one of the best, according to their quote, we've ever seen from a Power 5 player. So if he's that darn good, according to PFF, how did he get left off? Now, I mean, why was he left off? Just because he couldn't play anymore? It's got to be the injury because that's the same question for Hinden Hooker. And so I think that they've they've took those injuries into account and for whatever reason penalized the players for that, which I disagree with. And, yeah, onward we go. And that's a disqualifier then? According to the voters, yeah, apparently. Wow. Okay. And finally, guys, I'll make this real short. Well, not finally, yeah. Uh, two things happened on this date. Uh, one, a uh, real sad one. It's not really sports-related, but... Uh, for, for me, is a sad event because yeah. I was there when it happened. Uh, in 1980, on this date, uh, none other than Mr. John Lennon was shot and killed. Oh, man. So, And you were there, uh, Steve? No, no. I mean, I, 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 I was watching uh, Monday Night Football. Yeah, okay. And uh, the, the announcers interrupted the game to announce that uh, John Lennon of the Beatles had been shot. At that time, they didn't know that he wow. had all passed away. Yeah, but I was watching NFL. I forgot who the yeah. teams were. Brant and uh, I anyway. were still 15, 20 years away from uh, coming into the world when that, when that took yeah. place. But, yeah, wow. All right. Now, here's a record that probably will never be broken in NFL history okay. at all. In 1940, on this date, the Chicago Bears beat what was then known as the Washington Redskins. You want to take a guess what the score was? It'll never be repeated. Never be 80 broken. something, 90 something. I don't know. What is it? You're getting close. 73 to nothing. Sheesh. In an NFL championship game. Wow. Yeah, apparently they were not pretty too dominant. Happy. They had lost to Chicago in that same season, 3 to 7. <laughs> and, and then came they were back. called out. But the Washington Redskins owner at that time uh, says he, he told the reporters, and George Hallis 
was a coach for the Bears at the time. Right. He called the, the, the team of the Bears and said that they were quitters. They crybabies. Wow. Apparently that didn't sit well with Chicago. Uh, this was the NFL championship game. And they, yeah, they scored 73 unanswered points. Wow. 73-0. So they said, uh, I doubt that'll ever be... Uh, broken. I'd what, agree. What do you think, guys? I'd agree. Yeah, I don't think that's going to come and, and, and change anytime soon in the NFL. It's so competitive. Uh, there's such a great level of parity. Teams being fairly even across the sport. I don't ever see a 73-0 to game coming our way in the National Football League. Give us your well, final thoughts today, final, Steve. Final and, 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 and this latter note here says, during the game, by the end of the second half, officials went to the coach of the Chicago Bears, George Hallis, uh-huh. asking him, asking him, get this, to not allow the team to kick any more extra points as they were running out of footballs <laughs> after too many had been kicked yeah, into wow. the stands. All right, with that, guys, I thank you for letting me uh, spill a little humor there. Thanks for your time. I look forward to uh, listening to the uh, guests coming up here. And until uh, tomorrow, you guys have a safe, relaxed afternoon. And War Eagle, guys. War Eagle, that's retired War Damn Steve joining us there on the program. We're up against our first break of today's show. When we come back, more of your phone calls here on Sports Call. Tiger 95.9 FM. Want to join our conversation? Tweet us your thoughts on Twitter at SportsCallAU. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Yes, welcome back in. It's Sports Call Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson with Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress. Here on this Thursday, we hope that everyone is doing well. And uh, if you want to be a part of the show, we'd encourage you to call in 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 888 9 to be on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. All right, uh, we've got Zach Blackerby coming up in about 10 minutes or so. Of course, the host of the Locked On Auburn podcast. But do want to take a couple of moments to go back to our phone lines. And joining us here on today's show right now, we've got our good pal. James from Montgomery. James has called into Sports Call here today. Hello, James. Hello, and War Eagle. War Eagle. Yeah, I'm just uh, trying to figure out uh, how Auburn is going to make a good come out with uh, Coach uh, Hugh Freeze. Yeah, they got to figure out to put his staff together, and hopefully this first season goes well, and they can build momentum for the years to come, and we can see this Auburn football program get back to competing for championships. Yeah, so we do need those championships as well. But with Hugh Freeze being, you know, the commander-in-chief of, of our Auburn Tigers, um, I'm hoping that he'll put a really good uh, commanding, uh, you know, a commanding lead with, with the team, with the coaching that he's doing. And um, I just want to see who he's going to put in those uh, positions next year in 2023. How do you think he can best do that? How do you think Hugh Freeze can best take a commanding lead of this Auburn football program? Um, well, I'll just have to say it just takes 60 minutes. Just like, uh, you know, just like uh, Pat Dye used to say, it takes 60 minutes. Um, that's all that, that's all that matters. That's what it needs to take from uh, Hugh Freeze as well. 
Very good. What else is on your mind today? A lot of sports news out there. Yes, it is. And I'm actually watching Thursday night football on um, on Prime Video. So I'm going to be uh, rooting on um, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Rams. And, uh, I mean, the Los Angeles Rams. I always get those two teams mixed up. Yeah, being they... in the same city is kind of wild. Yeah. <clears throat> So I have the uh, Las Vegas Raiders actually winning that game as well and seeing what uh, Daniel Carlson is actually going to do as well. And this is week 14, so I'm actually getting closer and closer to the playoff uh, spot as well. So I'm just trying to see if I'm going to win week 14 uh, this coming up weekend as well. And James, to remind you, Baker Mayfield doesn't play for my Carolina Panthers anymore. He doesn't play for the Panthers, but he now plays for the Los Angeles Rams, and there's a chance he gets to start tonight. So Baker Mayfield is now a football player for the L.A. Rams. Yeah, I did uh, see that as well, and I was just heartbroken because I know that's your team as well. And I was just like, you know, Baker Mayfield, he's a really good uh, quarterback for your Carolina Panthers, and he's done so much for your team as well. And maybe uh, Baker Mayfield might play against his former team sometime real soon. We'll see. But now we move forward with Sam Darnold. So Sam Darnold is going to be the full quarterback again for the Carolina Panthers. Yes, as well, because I think Sam Darnold, I think he has a good uh, chance and uh, to actually take the Carolina Panthers to the Super Bowl this year. So I'm just going to see how things are going to turn out. Um, I'm hoping things are going to look good this Sunday. So I'm just going to be rooting on and uh, cheering for your Carolina Panthers this weekend. Yeah, Panthers versus Seahawks this weekend. What about the Falcons? They announced that they are going to bench Marcus Mariota, he's not going to be the starter anymore. Desmond Ritter is going to take over as the starting quarterback. What do you think of that? Well, I did uh, catch that today, and they did say that he was, that they were going to bench Marcus Mariota, but I don't know why they're going to put him out. And he's not uh, playing well. He's struggling. Yeah, he he is struggling as well. Throwing a lot he, of interceptions and turning the ball over. Yeah, because I know we do uh, carry a lot of their games on our on our network as well, and I mean for yes, us, we as, do. <laughs> as uh, as Atlanta Falcons fans that we are, um, I don't know what the Atlanta Falcons are actually going to do, and it, it's just like you know, it, it's a slow you know process going downhill from here, and I don't see the Atlanta Falcons actually making it to the playoffs this year or next year as well. Yeah, it's going to be a a bit of a rebuilding era for Atlanta, it appears, and we'll see if guys can get back uh, healthy for the Falcons. They're not down all the way just yet, but it feels as though the Buccaneers are going to win that division. Tell me something else in the sports world, James. Well, I actually got great news about my former former head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, Jason Garrett. He is the... uh, He is now hired by the University of uh, Colorado. So he is going to be um, the new head coach for the Colorado in college football. So he's actually going to coach uh, up there in Colorado as well. Not quite. So let me correct you here for a second. Okay. Because because Deion Sanders, he's the head coach for Colorado. What's happening right now is that Jason Garrett is interviewing to be the coach of Stanford. 
Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, so, so Stanford, to... where Andrew Luck played football and where Jim Harbaugh used to be, that's where Jason Garrett is interviewing for the job. He's a top target. They haven't given it to him yet, but he could be the option they go with. Yeah, because if they do go with that option um, at Stanford, I mean, Stanford is a really good good university as well. And I'll, I'll probably see, uh, you know, some Stanford uh, football games, you know, real soon for 2023 and uh, seeing if Auburn and Stanford might uh, meet up, you know, for for a good game coming in 2023 as well. What did you think of the WNBA news today? Oh, yes. I almost forgot about that. Yes, I am very, very, very excited and um, very happy that uh, the President of the United States, Joe Biden, actually uh, did a trade on um, the Russian uh, prison uh, over there in Russia and uh, bringing Brittany Griner home. So I'm, I'm very happy that she's home safe and sound, and I wish her all speedy recovery and seeing her back in 2023 uh, playing in the WNBA next, next season. That's going to start uh, sometime real soon of next year. So we, the United States sent a, uh, a Russian arms dealer back in a prisoner swap. So we, we had a Russian arms dealer in prison, and then Brittany Griner was in prison in Russia, and so we just swapped prisoners. So they got an arms dealer back. Yeah, so that is uh, that is uh, actually uh, you know a very uh, good thing as well for us to do that as well to bring Brittany Griner home, and I'm happy that she's safe here in the United States, and I can't wait to see her play in the WNBA in 2023. Very, very good. Well, are you ready for your Pearl Harbor trivia? Yes, I am. All right. Well, Brooks is ready for it. All right, James, you ready? I am. All right. How many battleships were moored at Pearl Harbor? I would have to say that will be seven. Seven? Is that your final answer? Yes. It was actually eight. There wow. Were... Very close, yeah. James. Mm-hmm. I was very close on that one. You were very close. So there were eight battleships moored at Pearl Harbor. Where did the Japanese attack Pearl Harbor originate from? Mm. I would have to say they originated from, I know it's different places in Japan. I know one is Okinawa, Japan. That's one. I know another one is, um, their mainland is Tokyo. And I think their last two was I'll, I'll probably skip on the last two as well. Well, yeah, you you got that. That's where the aircraft carriers came from. Is is those cities in Japan and that island in Japan? Um. Okay, and the other two. Oh man, I might as well get a. Huge... No, you, you got it. You got it right. You got the answer. Yeah, there you is got no it right. More. There's not two more. You got it right, buddy. Ding ding ding. Okay. Yes, I did. I actually did get that right as well because um, my dad, he um, was actually in uh, in the Vietnam War, and he actually told me that he was out there in uh, Okinawa, Japan. That's awesome. All right, James, you ready for your next one? 
Mm-hmm. All right. What time of day did the bombing uh, start in Hope in Pearl Harbor? Mm, okay. I know on December 5th. No, it wasn't December 5th because there wasn't nothing going on on December 5th. December 6th, there wasn't nothing going on. So December 7th, early Sunday morning at 7.55. I know that much as well. You were very, very close. It was 7.48 on September 7th or on December 7th. Okay, so it was 7.48 yeah. on December 7th as well. That's right. Yes, as well. And um, and then this one uh, was really, this was one of the longest wars ever in World War II history as well. You're exactly right. Man, you did such a great job on Pearl Harbor trivia today, James. Congratulations, man. <laughs> Uh, thank you, thank you. I, I am, I am actually. That's uh, my favorite subject in high school was history, and um, I, I really do love a lot of history. There you well. go. Do you want any trivia tomorrow? Um. Well, actually, I do because I know we are doing bowl week for college football. So college. Uh, college football bowl season uh, trivia as well. Okay. Well, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right. All right, sounds good, and War Eagle. War Eagle. That is James from Montgomery, and he's joining us on our Auburn Bank phone line. we got to take a timeout. When we come back, Zach Blackerby, the host of Locked on Auburn, joins Sports Call next here, WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM. Looking for another way to listen to our show? Be sure to download the Tiger Communications app and listen to Sports Call wherever you go. I'm Jeff Whitaker Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. It. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress on a Thursday. We hope that you're doing well today. Tiger Talk coming up a little bit later tonight. Baumhauer's Victory Grill. You can listen to it starting at 6 on FM Talk 93.9, a part of the Auburn Sports Network. Bruce Pearl set to be there. Gymnastics head coach Jeff Graba. Andy Burcham, Brad Law, Britt Bowen will be producing tonight, and he'll be on the program a little bit later. So Tiger Talk at 6 on FM Talk 93.9. All right, what we want to do right now is uh, go to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring on one of our very good friends. Zach Blackerby is the host of the Locked on Auburn podcast, and he joins us here now on Sports Call. Greetings, Zach. How's your week been? It's been good. It's been good. How are you guys? Quite well. Uh, really uh, enjoying this coaching search in terms of putting a coaching staff together for Hugh Freeze. Since we last spoke, uh, there is a new football coach <coughs> leading the Auburn Tigers. Please tell the Sports Call world what Zach Blackerby thinks of Mr. Hugh Freeze. The more I hear about some of the stuff that he's doing right now, the more I like it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was, I was all in on the, the lane train. I thought it would be Lane Kip, but I said that. Uh, moments after Brian Harson was fired, and I really said that until 
there was that weird Saturday night with all the drama with Lane Kiffin and, and the Auburn fan base. So, um, but no, I, I think all of this was. Um, I think it's helping Auburn get back to where they needed to be from a, a talent standpoint. I mean, they just, they've been behind the eighth ball for the past two years. And I think Hugh Freeze came in and realized that. I think you saw that with some of the departures through the transfer portal. I think most of those guys were probably processed. I think a few of them um, left on their own. But I think some of those situations may have been mutual or even more towards the Auburn coaching staff saying, hey, it may be time to move on. So that's, um, I think that's certainly part of it. And I think that's uh, probably a, a net positive for the Tigers. You know, you look at Zach Calzada now allows you to use that roster spot to, to bring in another quarterback, maybe with more upside. But um, you could say the same with like the Zaylen Warsham. You could say the same with Zevion Capers. I think all in all, um, the roster is going to be in a better spot in a few weeks than it was uh, or than it is right now. Zach, when you look at this Auburn roster, outside of the offensive line, where does Auburn need to do the most work in terms of getting new bodies in here? Yeah, maybe not volume and you know uh, the amount of guys, but I think as far as importance is linebacker. With Owen Papo leaving, and you know, I think Owen Papo probably – was a little underwhelming for most of his Auburn career, which is a shame. He looked really good the last month or so of the season. I don't know if it took him longer to adapt to the scheme of what Schmetting wanted him to do or, or what. Um, maybe it was a mental thing or a physical thing with injury. I don't know. But I just I, I don't think Auburn feels comfortable rolling any of the guys that they have currently on the roster to be the number one linebacker, you know, kind of commanding the middle of this defense. I don't think Cam Riley's that guy. I don't think Wesley Steiner's that guy. Um, maybe Woodyard moving forward. We'll have to see. That's a big task for a, for a true sophomore or a redshirt freshman. So we'll see what that looks like. But they've got to find a linebacker that can be a commanding force in the middle of the defense. And then also, I think defensive line is probably there too. I think your starters are okay, right? Jason Jones, Marcus Harris potentially coming back. I, I think he is. Um, haven't really been told or heard anything otherwise. So those two guys in the center are a big part of it. You know, you may see the emergence of Jeffrey Emba over the course of this offseason. I think we're going to hear a lot of good things about him. But you know, I, I think you need depth at defensive end, and I think you need a bunch of dudes that, at edge. You know, I don't think – is Dylan Brooks ready to be – an edge defender, you know, in every snap uh, in the FCC, I, I don't know. I don't know about that quite yet. So defensive line and linebacker, I think, are huge if you look past the offensive line. Zach, when, when you look at the, you know, what Hugh Freeze has been here uh, a couple weeks now, he's out, in the, out on the recruiting trail, he's starting to put together a staff. But the one big thing, and I think a lot of Auburn fans are getting antsy about, is that there's still no coordinators being hired. And ever, it seems like every day this week, another name has come off that list because they've gotten hired some, somewhere else, especially on the defensive coordinator side of things. Uh, you know, what are your thoughts on, you know, Hugh Freeze putting together, really putting together a, a staff? And, you know, you've seen quite a few assistants been hired, but no coordinators yet. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, whenever somebody asks me that, I ask the question, why do you need a defensive coordinator right now? There's no, there's no bowl coming up. You're going to have plenty of time to install things before spring practice gets going in a month or, or a few months. And so I don't know necessarily why you need to rush. And there's some folks that may say, well, the window is closing. But I think these conversations are had, and I think there's several 
Well, uh, I think there are defensive coordinators. They're sitting defensive coordinators that are being considered here, and I think they want to be. Um, I think they want to be a part of Hugh Freeze's staff. From a recruiting standpoint, um, I think they've got their guys that they want out visiting right now. And so if you do that, you hire a D.C., you have to take one of these guys that's out on the road building relationships with these recruits. you got to take them off because they're not able to interact. We've seen this with y'all's guy, uh, T. Reed, in the past. Um, and so I, I don't know what the advantages are other than you get to start developing relationships between D.C. and the players, but that's going to come. That's going to that's gonna already be there. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, D.C., I would agree, is more important than the O.C. I, I mean, I think Hugh Freeze is the offensive coordinator, right? I think anytime you have a head coach that is uh, really offensive-minded and probably going to call plays, uh, whoever your O.C. is is pretty much your glorified quarterback's coach. So, um I'd give you more of the benefit of asking that question from the D.C. side of it, you know, but on the O.C. side of it, you know, just uh, just take your time. Just take your time for sure. I'm one of the antsy people, and it's probably just I love instant gratification, right? I just want to know now what the answer is, who these names are going to be, and how they can build out the rest of the coaching staff. So I, I think there yeah. are several of us antsy folks out there. Well, I think everything, and you can feel however you want. Um, JJ, you're a genius. Then I think you. everything you do is perfect and phenomenal. So that's probably the right way to feel. I don't know. <laughs> but the um, I think everything that Hugh Freeze is doing, you know, all these conversations and meetings he's having behind closed doors, it's all about the portal, and it's all about <clears throat> December 21st when the early signing period opens. That's essentially become signing day. And that's what everything is building towards right now. And just talking to folks close to Hugh Freeze, um, he's devoting every second he's awake to talent acquisition, whether it's recruiting high school kids or college players in the transfer portal. That's what he's focused on. And when he has five minutes of spare time, that's when he's making calls, talking about acquiring coaches, building out his staff. So his priority right now is getting the roster set. He brought in some guys from Liberty that he feels and, and trusts, and then the offensive line coach from Ole Miss, who he has a relationship with prior. Um, he's brought in these guys to help sell his vision because he knows that they can do that, and that's, you know, that's what you're committing to when you commit to Auburn right now. You're committing to Hugh Freeze's vision for this program, and I don't think you need a coordinator to do that right now. Um, it is a little weird, the order, as far as you hire position coaches before you hire coordinators. Um, and I can put my tinfoil hat on for that if you want me to, but I'm not going to do that unless prompted. But I think um, I, I think Hugh Freeze has a plan here. Um, and so it, I understand being antsy, but I don't think you need to be. What are the chances that somebody like Travis Williams becomes that defensive coordinator? I think Travis Williams is interesting. Um, I love the idea of it, and I like the idea of it a lot if it was somebody like Brian Harson or somebody that's not going to necessarily call plays. Because I think, I think whenever Hugh Freeze hires a defensive coordinator, it's going to be similar to like how Gus Malzahn treated Kevin Steele. Right? It's like, okay, you're going to be the head coach of the defense. I'm going to be involved, but you're essentially going to run the defense. Right. Um, I don't know if T. Will's ready for that yet. Um, if it was going to be somebody where the head coach is going to be a little bit more involved, there's a chance Hugh Freeze is, right? I think historically he hasn't really done that. We didn't really see that at Ole Miss. Um, we didn't really see that at, at Liberty as well. So there, there's certainly a chance where he could be more involved in the defense. That may help Travis Williams a little bit. 
Um, I, I would just like a few more years of T. Will being a DC before he's handed that responsibility. But man, there's plenty of arguments for Travis Williams, right? I mean, we've seen how Auburn folks respond to you know their own being um, being elevated within the college football ranks. We certainly saw that with Caddy. We've seen that with with Zach Etheridge. Um, possibly we we'll see it with T. Will. That'd be that'd be awesome. And then just the the bump that he would give you in regards to recruiting, that would be a lot of fun to see as well. So um, I, it certainly wouldn't hurt my feelings, but I, I just I don't think the fit makes a ton of sense in the timing right now. You could follow him on Twitter at ZBlackerby. Uh, here we chat on December 8th, 2022. What is your outlook on Bruce Pearl's Tigers right now? Uh, I, I think they're good. I think they've won every game they've played in. That's really all you good can Good place to start. Point. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'll take uh, I'll take a goose egg in the loss column any day. They really have only played like one team that I would say was like a good team, which is a bit concerning. But also, you know, these players can't control that, and so they uh, they slipped away with a win against Northwestern. They probably didn't deserve that win, but still, you, you take it. You never uh, apologize for for handing another team a loss, and that Northwestern team looking a little bit better after upsetting Michigan State, which uh, at one point this season probably had the best resume in college basketball. So you love that. You love that. Maybe that can end up being a quad two win when it's all said and done. And then St. Louis, I think, was a pretty good team. And, man, they gave Auburn everything they had. That was, uh, that was an incredible game. What's happening Saturday in Atlanta? I think we're going to learn a lot about this team. They're away from Auburn Arena, or Neville Arena now, excuse me. And, you know, you're kind of in this this neutral environment, this NCAA tournament-like environment. You're playing a team that certainly should be in the postseason later this year in Memphis. So um, I think this is a great a great opportunity to go up against Penny Hardaway and, and that team. And I think this team's hungry. I think this team's ready. I think this team understands that they're still being a little overlooked, but I think they're also aware of, like, they haven't really been given a huge test yet. And so – They've got Memphis, they come home, and, and then they take on a, a pretty beatable opponent, and then they go out west to USC and to Washington. Over these next four games, we're going to learn a ton about these Tigers. Oh, yeah, and then SEC play starts when they host Florida after that. So it's about to ramp up. It's about to be a lot of fun. No kidding. Check out Locked on Auburn. You can uh, find it wherever you get your podcast. Also watch the show daily on YouTube. Check out AuburnDaily.com. And here we are talking college basketball, Zach. Uh, if the internet's not lying to me, I think there's a new college basketball show that's out there as well that people should be checking out, right? Oh, yeah. A little, uh, little Locked on College Basketball. You've been on it, I believe. Yeah. I, I have not been uh, extended the uh, the invitation. If Auburn yet, keeps winning, okay. I think that'll happen for you. Maybe they hate on Auburn all the time, but that's okay. <laughs> and I text them about it every time they do it. I'm like, you guys are totally a national college basketball show because you must have gotten the memo that it's the cool thing. Once you get a national podcast, you poop on Auburn. So y'all, <laughs> in. they thought that was funny. But no, our friends Andy Patton and Isaac Shade, they um, yeah, we have launched our uh, locked on college basketball show, and they've. They've hit the ground running, and uh, yeah, you might hear JJ on there a Love good it. bit talking, talking Blue Devils. So, I like yeah, they're it. doing a great job. Well, Zach, thank you so much for the time. As always, enjoy the rest of your Thursday, and we'll talk soon, okay? 
Hey, thanks for fitting me in, guys. Talk to y'all soon. All right, that's Zach Blackerby, the host of Locked on Auburn, joining us here on Sports Call. Let's take our next commercial break here on the program. Uh, Ed, Ed from Auburn, if you want to call in and say hello to us, we'd love to hear from you. All right, quick timeout. Sports Call continues in a moment. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. All right, welcome back in. It's Sports Call on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson with Brooks Childress and Brant Autry. Our thanks again to uh, Zach Blackerby for joining us on the show a moment ago. Do make sure you check out the Locked On Auburn podcast. Uh, the Sports Call podcast is brought to you by Coca-Cola. If you ever miss Sports Call Live or if you want to hear something again, make sure you go back and listen to our show on demand wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy an ice cold Coca-Cola to go along with the hottest sports talk. Coca-Cola tastes the feeling. All right. Anybody could call in anytime. 334-887-3401 to be on the show as we go to our phone lines. Joining us on the program... Ed from Auburn. All right. Ed has called into Sports Call here today. Good afternoon, Ed. Hey, good afternoon, JJ. Uh, hey, the uh, first thing I wanted to tell you is congratulations. You know, you know, I've got to meet Deshaun yes. a couple of times. I want to say big time congratulations. Thank you for that. Davis. Yes, I was able to text with him a little bit yesterday, and he is so excited to get yeah. this full-time job. I'm very appreciative of Gus Malzahn giving him a chance to work at UCF this past season, and now he's got a chance to be a college football position coach himself. So, uh, and, and I'm grateful for what he was able to do for the show for a number of years. Both him and Trevon Reed and Jeff Whitaker, they're doing big things, which is really exciting to see. It, it, it is, all three of them. And, uh, and I met Trevon, too, on one of your shows. Oh, him. yeah. I'm happy for him too, but Deshaun, I, I think he, I think he will do well at yes. North Alabama and probably move on up. You know, I'm hoping. But uh, the other thing I was going to call, yes, sir, and just, just ask you, uh, do you have any any concern that uh, with you freeze and it taking this long that he didn't have? Uh, everybody, Pat, from back, back at Pat Dye, everybody keeps their, you know, roller decks they've got, or their phone, they've got all these. It doesn't seem, I think you need to get the coaches first. I, I, I don't know. These kids are going to know, they're going to want to know. It, not offensively as much, because that's, obviously, that's he freeze offense. Yeah. But defensively, I mean, what do you think about it taking this long for, for him to? Yeah. Um, not only not on the coordinator, but just just to, uh, it seems like he should have been more prepared for this. I get antsy. I have said that this week. I really want to know who the coordinators are. Uh, I, I I do think it's 
at this point, we're not seeing very many players commit anywhere in the transfer portal. So I think Auburn is okay in that spot. It's not like they've lost out on all of these players. And I do want to applaud Hugh Freeze on what a good job he's done already making recruiting efforts to kind of build up this program. And I have to wonder, Ed, just speaking frankly with all of the folks out there, because you and I are not are not the only ones who are a little antsy with this, but if he already had a staff in place and had fallen behind the eight ball on getting this jump start in recruiting, we'd be upset that there wasn't more effort in recruiting when he's trying to put the coaching staff in place. I think it's incredibly difficult to be able to juggle those two things right now. JJ, uh, hey, hold on just a second. If he had the coordinators, if he had these people in place, he would not have to be doing as much, okay? Don't, don't, don't say he's got to do one or the other. Any good man can do both, okay? And he's trying his best to do both, but he's doing a great job of recruiting. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, no you, just, you don't think he's talking to anybody? You don't well, think he's talking to any coaches out there? Because, Ed, Brian Harson well, wasn't course, recruiting. Of course he is, J.J. I'm just saying, if you had – you want to go out and just gather a staff yourself or would, is of 100 people, or would you rather have a few people helping you gather those 100 people? Just answer me that. Are, are, are you smart enough that you're just going to say, I'm going to do it all? I mean, I think for the coaches on the field, I would want my head coach to make those decisions. I wouldn't want anybody else to do that for me. But also as a want, head coach, I think oh, it's important that you be the recruiter. On, come on. Come on. You, you, don't want head, you don't want other coaches recruiting. No. That is idiotic. Uh, Ed, I did not say I don't want other coaches recruiting. I never that once said what that. You said, no, it? it is not. No, it is okay, not. Tell me what you just said. I said uh, that tell I... Me, t- t- JJ, tell me why it's better for... Uh, for all, tell me an excuse for why he didn't have some people lined up. Okay, I mean this is this is. I mean this. And he's this clearly is, got I mean, a couple of people I, I, lined up. He's already got some folks on staff. Your argument, your argument does not stand water at all. And I don't think yours I love does either. But bye. All right. Ed from Auburn joining us on the program. A little disrespectful there at the end. Uh, we'll talk about that in the next hour of the program. It's damn hard to do both. Brian Harson did not recruit anybody. That's why he's no longer the head football coach for the Auburn Tigers. Hugh Freeze already out there recruiting and putting an effort in building up the players. The coaching staff just taking a little bit to come into place. All right, thanks for the call. Your thoughts are welcome. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 Sports call, hour number one in the books, and we're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. 
It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call starts right now. Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. I'm JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress. Fun first hour of the program. We want to say thanks again to Zach Blackerby from Locked on Auburn for being on our program a little bit earlier. Uh, and uh, we'll get to birthdays and sports here soon. We'll have Britt Bowen from the Auburn Sports Network and the play-by-play voice of Auburn women's basketball on the program shortly as well. And your phone calls all show long, 334-887-3401. We do not turn away callers. If you want to call in and ask us any and everything in the wide world of sports, we would love to talk with you. Uh, I got a little test there at the end of hour number one with our dear friend Ed, who we certainly love and respect and appreciate him calling in from time to time. Uh, and, and I truthfully believe we talked a lot about this coaching staff coming together for Hugh Freeze and the recruiting efforts that are in place. I, I do think it's fair to say if coordinators were already hired for this Auburn football team and you weren't seeing the head coach being as active as he has been out recruiting and trying to nail down what the future of this program looks like. There'll be some frustrations there. It's it's a hard job. That's why we're always seeing this coaching turnover continue to go crazier and crazier year by year. Instant gratification across society and in the sports world for sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's totally fair to feel a little antsy about this coordinator search because that's how I feel too. It's just hard to say Hugh Freeze is doing a terrible job already with what he's been doing. He's been here too weeks i'm not ready to write the book on his tenure as auburn's head coach i need to at least see him coach one season first a game would help preferably two yeah i'd rather give him two seasons unless it's just an absolute disaster but look i i thought he would have coordinators by now i really did especially uh well he said in his introductory press conference that he had people blowing up his phone and big name coordinators and you know he was considering giving up play calling duties which i didn't believe for a second uh and now i don't believe that he's gotten that many calls i don't believe people are blowing up his phone these big name coordinators uh because if they were surely he would have hired one of them by now um, unless he's going to for somebody say, that's un- unless it's a coordinator that is in a in a, in a playoff postseason, game. postseason football game that he wants to stick it out through yeah. the through the uh, postseason. Yeah, but I don't I don't think unless you're in a playoff game, I don't think you would see a coordinator make that move. Uh, head coach for sure, but I, I don't see a a coordinator sticking around that long. And look, Hugh Freeze has operated without an OC before. He has had a glorified quarterbacks coach, but they they were called the quarterbacks coach, not the offensive coordinator. And again, I think Hugh Freeze is going to be the play caller. I think he's going to design the offense. He's going to be in charge of game planning on the offensive side of the ball. I I think Zach Blackerby said it best when we had him on earlier in the show. Whoever the DC is is going to be head coach of the defense, and Hugh Freeze is not going to touch it very much. And I it is worrying to me. It's I'm not I'm not panicking i'm not being frantic about it but it is interesting to me negatively that he does not have a defensive coordinator yet yeah 
Uh, you can send your thoughts in on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at SportsCallAU. And again, your phone calls are welcome, 334-887-3401. We're getting some texts. We're getting messages on social media uh, about the phone call there at the end of the hour between myself and uh, Ed. Brooks, bring us up to speed as someone that was sitting and observing and listening to how it played out. If someone missed that, what would you say? Uh, it was fun. <laughs> as a casual observer, it was fun. Uh, I mean, you know, you, you answered a question and he didn't think you answered it to the ability that he, he yeah. wanted answered. And what? that happens that happens all the time. It on, does. Uh, uh, with, you know, callers will call in and they don't agree with some of the things you answer. And you know what? Everybody's entitled to their opinion. That's what we love. Uh, talk radio. That's what we love taking phone calls is because everybody out there has their own opinions they give. We all three of us in the studio right now have our own separate opinions. And, you know, we, we have healthy debates on them and that's what makes this entertaining you uh you the listener out there have your own opinions even if you don't call in you're you know you're listening to the radio and you you know you're driving around you hear one of us say something and you say man these guys are idiots or yeah. you know they that i didn't actually think about that that's actually kind of smart you know everybody's got their own opinions whether you call in or not but we love to hear from you uh anytime you call in but yeah i mean that's that's all it was is there was differentiating of opinions on how the question was answered and you know, it's uh, it's fun. It's entertaining radio. That's what we're here to do. We're here to entertain and uh, give you our thoughts because you know that that's why you're listening. You want to hear what other people think about about the happenings around Auburn athletics and around the sports world. Three three four eight eight seven three four zero one. Yeah, it's, it, look, it's we want coordinators. Yeah, right. You have and, to ha- you have to have at least one. Correct, and and it's going to help kind of understand the vision of the Auburn football team going into this next season, but equally as important, equally as important, you need players on the field. I would say more importantly, more importantly, you need players than you need coaches. There you go. More importantly, you need players. You got to have them. Right. And Auburn doesn't have enough. Right. Auburn doesn't have enough good ones. I can have a few coaches miss a game. I need 11 players out there on the Nick field. Nick Saban to have a missed game. an Iron Bowl. You know what I'm saying? He did. Nick, <laughs> Nick Saban Nick did Saban, miss an Iron Bowl. Nick Saban missed that in 2020. Nick Saban, the head football coach of the Alabama Crimson Tide, missed the Georgia game and the Iron Bowl, arguably the two biggest games on their schedule that year. And guess they what? They had happened? 11 players on the field yeah. every yeah, they play. They won both of them. And they were yeah. able to get some wins. Yeah. More importantly, you got to get some players. You do. Thank you for correcting me, Brian. You know, I, I think. Um, I think this wouldn't be nearly as concerning if you didn't see Phil Longo and Charles Kelly already take jobs elsewhere. I'm going to say, I think that's, that's the, the that's the the bigger cause for panic is that guys that were on the list have started taking jobs that's elsewhere. That's the bigger one is that that's what's causing a lot of uh, fans out there to start to react a little bit and start to get more and more antsy is that you're seeing, you know, you're reading all the articles put out there by all the great beat writers on, on the Auburn beat that, that are very connected and they know, oh, these are guys that people are targeting and you're starting to see those names get crossed off because they're getting hired away and you're just like, well... What What's going on? You see those names, though, and then you're narrowing down the list to more and less and less people, and you're, you're starting to think, well, who are we going to get? Let's go. Let's do that. If, if there was more of a bigger pool, I don't think people would be as antsy about it because it's like, oh, all these names are still out there. We could still hire them. But the fact that more and more of these guys are getting jobs elsewhere and going, going to other places, that's what's triggering a little bit more of the anxiety around getting a, a coordinator on campus. Yeah, that and, again, in his introductory press conference, Conference. He, Hugh Freeze made a point to say 
that he had coordinators blowing up his phone and you were going to put together this incredible staff and Auburn fans were going to be blown away. And, you know, it was a lot of politicking. It was a lot of selling his potential staff. And I said it on, I think, Monday or Tuesday's show, nobody wanted Kevin Steele when he got hired at Auburn. So big-name coordinators or small-name coordinators, I, I don't I don't really care. It doesn't make a difference to me. I just want them, and then I want them to do good when they're here. Uh, if you hire a guy that nobody's ever heard of and he turns out great, it looks like the best hire you've ever made. And that's what happened with Kevin Steele. But going forward, but you've got to hire him at some point. And it's just a lot of the guys that people thought, oh, this guy could be coming here. This is a phone call that Hugh Freeze has apparently made and wants to come to Auburn and they're in negotiations. They have ended up taking jobs at other schools. My mother's texting me that, that she'll go ahead and take over the offensive coordinator <laughs> position if it's that big of a deal. So shout out to mom. Yeah, that'll that'll help us out for sure. Um, breaking news, Ashley Williams, three-star edge from Zachary, Louisiana, has decommitted from the Auburn Tigers. Decommitment in the class of 2023, and edge Ashley Williams, three-star Posted on social media, I would like to thank all the coaches and staff at Auburn that recruited me and believed in my talent. However, after recent staff changes and conversations with my family, I have decided to decommit from Auburn and reevaluate other opportunities. Thanks again to the entire Auburn staff and community for all the love and support that they have shown throughout the process. We'll take our first time out of the hour on the other side. Britt Bowen stops by. We'll talk Auburn women's basketball next on Tiger 95.9 FM. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Sammy Coates, former Auburn football player and all-SEC wide receiver, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. On Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app, J.J. Jackson, Brant Daughtry, Brooks Childress inside the studio. Sports Call can now be heard on Amazon Alexa devices. Open the Alexa app on your iPhone or Android and tap the menu icon at the top left. Tap skills and games in the menu and search for Sports Call Auburn. Select the skill, then tap enable to use and you're done. All you have to do now is say, hey Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn and you're listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. We'll chat with Britt Bowen here in just a moment on the show, but for now we go to our phone lines and with us on the program we've got Ed from Auburn. Ed has called back in. Hello, Ed. Hey, JJ. First thing I just wanted to say, uh, you know, you know how much I like you, and uh, you know, I think you got more character than most most men I know in any profession. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Likewise. But but uh, but but. When you say that if Paul, if when you say that Paul Feinbaum can't get calls, have you ever tried to call that rascal? I, I mean, I challenge you to use your show tomorrow, not one of your, you know, uh, hooked up lines, just your girlfriend or somebody's girlfriend's phone. I'll challenge y'all to stay silent 
and see how long it takes you to call them. A good talk show doesn't have to be a podcast, and you know, I'm just, but but you know, I didn't I didn't appreciate a little bit of, of the snapback. But Warrior. All right, War Eagle. That's uh, Ed from Auburn. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 if you would like to call in and be a part of the show. Tiger Talk is coming up a little bit later tonight. You can listen to it on FM Talk 93.9. It's at Baumhauer's Victory Grill. Again, starting at 6. Auburn men's basketball plays on Saturday afternoon in Atlanta against Memphis in the Holiday Hoops Giving. That starts at 4 o'clock tip-off, 3.30 airtime. And then on Sunday, we've got Auburn women's basketball Basketball that you can listen to on FM Talk 93.9, 2 o'clock tip-off for that game. And we're now so thrilled to bring on the voice of Auburn women's basketball, Britt Bowen, who's here with us on today's show to talk a little Auburn women's hoops. Britt, we appreciate the time. How are you, man? Hey, guys. War Eagle, I appreciate the time. How are y'all? Uh, War Eagle, quite well. Thank you so much for asking and, and doing well. Let, let's talk a little bit about the Auburn women's basketball team because here we are. We find ourselves one month into the year. Uh, so one month into the season, how would you say the uh, outlook is for the Auburn women's basketball team so far this year? Yeah, the, the, the start's been solid. I, I would have loved to have gotten one of those wins against Georgia Tech or Indiana, but, hey, I'll take where we're at right now at 6-2. and two. Um, If you haven't seen this team play yet this year, I encourage you to because um, this team's exciting to watch. They're much deeper than they have been, I'd probably say, in the last three years, and it's evident when you watch them play. Um, they're, they're much better, I think, across the board just in terms of on the floor, both on the offensive and the defensive end. Having Sidney Shaw, a true point guard, running the point this year has made a tremendous difference. Um, it's allowed, honestly, Scott Grayson, one of Auburn's most prolific scorers, to play her natural position at the two. And you look at what she's done the last last four ball games. I mean, she, she's gone for, for I think, 16-plus in, in each of those games. So um, right now, you know, I'm, I'm again, I'm – I'm confident. I, I'm optimistic as to where this team is headed. Um, I, I'm still unsure as to you know how many SEC wins it's going to result into, just because there's so much unknown about this team and there's so much unknown about this league. Uh, but all in all, again, I, I'm excited as to where this team is headed and what Coach Harris and her staff is doing because they they, they put out a fun brand of basketball every single week. Britt, going into this season, you know, the two big names, you mentioned one of them uh, just a moment ago, Honestly, Scott Grace and Aisha Koulibaly were two of the bigger names on the this roster. Uh, and they've they've started out pretty well for this Tigers team. But I want you to talk about uh, a player that's kind of stepped up here recently. Romy Levy has really, really stepped up for this team. Yeah, Romy has been incredible. And she's a kid that, that brings a lot of size, first and foremost. Um, her pull-up jumper is automatic from, from the elbow. She can catch and shoot or she can – she can score off the dribble. And uh, for Romy, she's, she's not only provided depth on the offensive end, but she's also helped Auburn on the defensive end as well, j- just with her length inside and, and just denying opponents good shots. And it, it's been fun to watch Romy develop. It's been fun to watch Romy get her confidence back, too, because I think, you know, anytime you come off an injury such as an ACL, something that serious, you know, it's going to take a – take you a little bit to, to get adjusted and she's still getting adjusted but she's much further along I think this month in December 
from a confidence standpoint than she was a month ago when the season started in November because she missed the first two games of the season due to illness. So we actually had to wait a couple extra games to get her back. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's already had two games where she put up career numbers. She's got two career um, – or she's got two double-doubles on the season this year. So I mean, she's a kid last year that I think if we had on the roster – we probably have two or three extra wins last year in the SEC. If you look at those of those single-digit ball games that Auburn lost in January and February, I think she could have tremendously helped. And then, you know, with, with, with Romney, okay, then you add the addition of, well, Carissa Richardson, when we can get her back healthy, you can throw in the mix of Saniya of, of Wells, Sydney Shaw, Caitlin Duhon. I mean, Auburn's got a really good core group of players that – that they can rely on Maya Pratcher, Precious Johnson, also a couple kids in there as well, and and, and that's the thing. Is right now there, there's a there's a lot of different options um, for for this team. That where you know if one one person gets in foul trouble right now, it's not hurting everybody. Um, you know, like the Auburn's got kids that that come off the bench and fill roles, and and Romney's certainly one of those. You know, like she started the year coming off the bench as she should have. Uh, but now she's she finds herself in the starting lineup the last couple games. So I'm interested to see as everybody gets back healthy because again Auburn's been um, Auburn's had a couple kids out just about every single game this season. Um, so I, I'm interested to see as Romy develops and this team continue, continues to get better how her role will evolve because she's going to be a big impact for us. And folks, you mentioned Aisha and um, honesty Scott Grayson. Those two have to play well. I think against any great team, for Auburn to win or just to have a chance, those two have to play well. But if you throw in the likes of Romy Levy or Sidney Shaw or Sanaya, just any other player, if you can have three players that, that step up big in the ball game for Auburn and they have the capability, Auburn, Auburn could surprise some people this year. Britt, talk a little bit about, you mentioned the depth was deeper or a lot better, and part of that is the fact that you had such a, a, an intense freshman class, so many talented freshmen that are contributing for Auburn right now. Talk a little bit about uh, these young guys, these young girls that are playing right now and uh, what that could mean for the future. Yeah, for, for one, Sydney Shaw at the point guard, I mentioned her. I mean, it, it just brings in so much depth. It gives Marshawn a, 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 you know, a break at the point guard position. As I mentioned, it allows honesty to move over to the two. But honesty can still play the point, and you've, you've also got Saniya Wells that can play there some as well. But but Sydney, I mean, she she has great vision. She's a student of the game, always in the gym, and she has one of the prettiest jump shots I've ever seen. I love watching her shoot the basketball. And then you go around the perimeter. I mean, uh, Caitlin Duhon, she's she's come off the bench the last couple of games. She started, I think, the first seven or so, and her defense is just next to none. I mean, Duhon's a dog on the floor, and I love that. And that's what this coaching staff wanted out of these kids or out of this freshman class. And Duhon, she plays as hard on defense as anybody. Her and Marshawn Bostic, you put them in a double team, those are two kids that <laughs> I want to be on their team, and I don't want to be the kid they're guarding because uh, they, they just cause so much havoc on the floor. And, and, and Duhon's been getting better at, at getting to the rim as well. I mean, she, she's really good off the break and running the floor. And, and then, again, bouncing around inside, you got Maya Pratcher, who's the kid that, that comes in right now. I mean, she hasn't done a ton for Auburn scoring yet, but where she's helping Auburn the most is defensively and rebounding, as well as Carissa Richardson. We know we, most of us know what happened to Carissa out in Las Vegas. Um, she's been in concussion protocol for the last two weeks, so 
I'm not sure on the timeline as to when Auburn will have her back, but when she's healthy, she's been in Auburn's starting lineup every game, and she's been the starting five for Auburn. So I, I'm interested to see, again, when she'll come back and, 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 and what her progress will be because Carissa, again, if she can get you anywhere from five to ten points a game and continue to pound the boards, because that's where Auburn's going to need her the most is rebounding inside. And, and Carissa, she's a fighter. She, she's a great kid, respects her coaching staff, plays hard for her teammates. And all in all, this, this group of freshmen, I, from what I've seen this year, just being around this team, they're selfless. They're eager to learn, and they're eager to contribute to what Coach Harris and, and Auburn is trying to build. And they're going to be a big, big part of the future, a big part of this year, as they've already been, but they're going to be a, a big foundation for, for the future as this program continues to get better. Brent, I want you to talk a little bit now about uh, the, you know you mentioned how good of a job the coaching staff is doing right now, and I want you to expand on that because there's been a couple games so far this uh, in the early part that Coach Harris herself has had to miss due to uh, sickness, and so uh, it's been a really big step for the, the rest of this coaching staff to step up, and they haven't really missed a beat when she's missed it either. No, they haven't, and you know we talk about you know the, the team playing in sync and the, and the team chemistry being good. Obviously, it's great within the players, but it, but uh, what people don't understand, it's great within the coaching staff and the support staff, and that's huge. I mean, uh, you know, because if if they're not all in sync, you know, the, the kids aren't going to follow. And you got Coach Demetria Buchanan, who's associate head coach, recruiting coordinator. Um, she filled in as the as the interim on the sidelines when Coach Harris was out. She's she's still undefeated in, in, in her head coaching streak, and I think it goes back to a. Uh, as she said in the post game to a, to a middle school game back in the day when she was uh, when she was coaching early in her early years in Texas and then uh, but but Coach D's been great I mean and she her and Coach Katerra Chapel I mean their recruiting has been has been awesome for Auburn and now they're at a point that they've got Auburn back competing and 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 hopefully the work that they're going to put in is is, is going to get Auburn. Up even further up the standings in the SEC, which will hopefully put us in the in the NCAA tournament because they have two kids coming in next year that are I think six three and six four coming in for Auburn to fill that that much needed post need inside and then of course you got Coach Fred Williams who comes to Auburn he was the uh, interim head coach for the LA Sparks last season got several years in the WNBA and um, Coach Fred man he, he's as good as they come I mean he, he can teach defense he understands. What coach, what coach Harris is trying to do defensively, they, 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 their, their philosophy is very similar. And, um, you know, when, when you add the athletes that he's got to coach this year, because, again, I think Auburn's much better on the defensive side this year than they were last year. And when you can implement those athletes into his system and Coach Harris's system, um, it, it's made Auburn a, a, a solid basketball team thus far. But, again, with this team and, and with this coaching staff, like, you go to practice, what's awesome about them, they aren't satisfied. They, they hold this team accountable, and most importantly, these kids respect their coaches. And um, that, that goes a long way in terms of building, building a, a, a successful and a championship program. You can follow him on Twitter at BrittBowenAU. He's so good at tweeting out broadcast details about start times and what station you can listen to the program on. As always, on the Tiger Communications app and the Auburn Tigers Athletics app to listen to Auburn women's basketball. We look at the schedule here, Britt, and it's finals week right now, so not a whole lot of games this week, and then the winter break is coming up. And so across college basketball, not as many games here in the back half of the month of December, which means more time 
on the practice court to really get teams geared up for conference play. How valuable do you think this practice time and uh, could be for this Auburn squad in particular, knowing that there are probably a couple of things that they want to get right before they jump into SEC play? Yeah, I think it's great right now. Most importantly, it's time for everybody to get healthy, and it's, it's time to get it for everybody to get their legs up under them. And what I love about this time of year, you know, you mentioned finals wrapping up. They wrap up tomorrow. Um, Auburn, uh, they they've got what four games in non-conference play, and and then they get into SEC play starting on December 29th at Ole Miss. So for Auburn, this is a chance to truly focus on basketball for the next month and you don't have the academics to worry about so um i think that's great from a student athlete perspective because look i from seeing what these kids go through day in and day out with just with their schedule of of, of treatment and weights and practice and and school and studying and all that i mean it's a lot on these kids and we expect them to perform at a high level and, and and get wins on the floor so i'm excited for them but I'm excited for them to get healthy, most importantly, and, and as you mentioned, a chance to get back to the drawing board and, and get better because, um, again, I, I don't think we've seen this team's best basketball yet. And um, like I said, we, we've got four good chances to see them before um, the Christmas holidays, and, um, and then SEC play gets going on December 29th, and then Missouri comes to town on January 1st to, to, to kick off the home SEC schedule. So. An exciting time to follow Auburn women's basketball. And, again, we got four games coming up. The first one this Sunday against Louisiana, and it'll be good to extend that home win streak as well. Britt Bowen here with us. You can listen to Auburn basketball on Sunday on FM Talk 93.9. All right, Tiger Talk is coming up a little bit later this evening. We know that you're going to be in the building there, Britt. Uh, what are we expecting? How much fun are we going to have tonight on the show? Well, listen, with Brad Law and Andy Bertram, there's always a ton of fun. And um, I, I tell you, i got to hop out of the truck right now and get inside and go set up their equipment, or they may kick me to the curb. Get so, to it, man. Guys, guys I, I appreciate the time, and uh, anytime you need me on, just let me know. War Eagle, always appreciate it. War Eagle, that's Britt Bowen joining us there on the program. Uh, grateful for his time there. And, uh, yeah, I, I would encourage you to listen to Auburn women's basketball the rest of the season on FM Talk 93.9. Sunday's game can also be watched on the SEC Network Plus. All right, quick timeout. We're back with more Sports Call right after this. the biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. I'm Corey Grant, former Auburn football and NFL running back, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. This is Sports Call. 
Abby award-winning sports talk show in the state of Alabama, an award given out by the Alabama Broadcasters Association. Grateful that folks recognize the good work that we're trying to put out there each and every day from 3 until 6 p.m. Central Time. Your phone calls, of course, on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-3401. Fun segments that we create on the show. And uh, just as important, it's awesome. The insiders, the experts that we're able to spend time with get their thoughts and intel on all things across the world of sports when they join our show. A lot of fine, amazing sponsors help this show stay afloat as well. Uh, One of those being our good friends over at Max Credit Union. Each and every day, they help us present to you the birthdays in sports. Here's that for today. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. All right. Birthdays in Sports, Max Credit Union, two convenient locations in the area to help serve you. One in Auburn on Gay Street, one in Opelika on Frederick Road. Here are the birthdays. December 8th, 2022. Philip Rivers turns 41 years old. Former NFL quarterback, played four years of college football at NC State. The pack. The ACC Player of the Year in 2003. His number 17 jersey retired by NC State. The fourth overall pick in the 2004 NFL Draft by the Giants, but was traded to the Chargers on draft night. Also played for the Colts for one season. Eight-time Pro Bowler and currently the head coach of St. Michael Catholic High School in Fairhope, Alabama. Philip Rivers, 41. He's got a lot of kids. Yes, he does. He does. Yes, he does. He's a good. He was a good NFL quarterback. Probably one of the better guys to not win a Super Bowl. And he has uh, a lot of kids. Has a lot of children. Uh, Dwight Howard, turning thirty-seven, former NBA center and current Taiwanese league center. Wow. Drafted out of high school, where he was Mister Georgia basketball first overall in the two thousand and four NBA draft. What a player. Also played for the Lakers, Rockets, Hawks, Hornets, Wizards, and 76ers. A one-time NBA champion in 2020. Eight-time All-Star. Slam dunk champion. Three-time NBA Defensive Player of the Year. Hilarious. Uh, Dwight Howard is 37 years old. He's getting old, man. It's crazy. You either love Dwight Howard or you hate him. That's my that's my read on him. Dominant. Dominant back uh, yeah, several years ago. A two-way player. Later in his career, became more of a uh, defender and rebounder. Dwight Howard, 37. Sam Hauser is turning 25, an NBA small forward for the Celtics. Played three years of college basketball at Marquette and one season at Villanova. Who signed with the Celtics as an undrafted free agent after the 2021 NBA draft and uh, spent time with their G League affiliate as well as the NBA team. I think he played, I said, I, I, let me start over. I think I said that he played three years of college basketball at Marquette and one year at Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. I did. Okay. Yeah. I was right. Yeah. I said go who's. Okay. I, and, and for whatever reason, I thought I said Villanova because that would have been incorrect. That would have been incorrect. Virginia is correct, but I said Virginia. You did say Virginia. Okay, go man. Cavaliers. I was trying to make myself wrong. This is awkward. Uh, Josh Donaldson turns 37. Third baseman for the Yankees. Played college baseball at Auburn. War Eagle. Drafted 48th overall in the first round of the 2007 MLB draft. He's played in his career with the A's, Blue Jays, Indians, Twins, Braves, Yankees. Three-time All-Star. AL MVP in 2015 and a two-time Silver Slugger Award winner, Josh Donaldson, 37. Bringer of rain. Vernon Vernon Wells is turning 44. Former MLB center fielder, drafted out of high school with the fifth overall pick in the 97 MLB draft by the Blue Jays. Debuted in 99, also played with the Angels and Yankees. Three-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glover, one-time Silver Slugger. Vernon Wells turns 44. 
Mike Mussina is turning 54 today. Wow. The former MLB pitcher played three years of college baseball at Stanford. The trees. Drafted by the Orioles, 20th overall in the 1990 MLB draft. Trees. Made his MLB debut with the Orioles in 1991. Also played with the Yankees. Five-time All-Star, seven-time Gold Glove Award winner. He is a member of the Baltimore Orioles Hall of Fame and the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Mike Mussina turns 54 today. Pretty good. Pretty good. Raheem Sterling turning 28. A winger for the England national team in Chelsea. Began his professional career with Liverpool in 2012. Joined Manchester City in 2015 and left for Chelsea in 2020. Scored 20 goals for England and over 100 goals at the club level. A four-time Premier League winner, FA Cup winner, and a three-time Premier League Player of the Month. Turning 28 years old is Raheem Sterling. And then finally, Ryan Newman is turning 45 years old today, a professional stock car racing driver, currently competes in the SRX Camping World Series, has previously competed in the NASCAR Cup Series and Xfinity Series. Uh, His career highlights include winning 18 times in the Cup Series and seven times in the Xfinity Series. He won the 2008 Daytona 500. Ryan Newman turns 45. He also he got into a pretty bad accident a couple years ago in the NASCAR. Glad Cup he's doing series. well now, but yeah, that was scary. JJ, it's happened. my favorite thing when you mispronounce a word and <laughs> just keep trucking. Right, like you just you don't you don't even worry about it. You just you roll right on through. I read too fast is, is what it is. No, it is, it is hard to read and talk out loud at the same time. Um, I'm reading great bios that we put together again. Xfinity was what I stumbled on there, there with uh, Ryan Newman. Uh, birthdays in sports, December 8th, 2022. Happy birthday to Philip Rivers, Dwight Howard, Sam Hauser, Josh Donaldson, Vernon Wells, Mike Mussina, Ryan Newman, and Raheem Sterling. That is Birthdays in Sports, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Stop by two convenient locations in the area to help you with all of your banking needs. All right, one more time out in the hour. We wrap up hour number two of Sports Call right after this. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? This is former Auburn football player Danny Skutak, and you are listening to the Abbey Award-winning Sports Call Auburn. Back on Sports Call, Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson here inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry as we are winding down in our number two of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite. Uh, we appreciate all the phone calls that we've had so far. Your thoughts are welcome on our phone lines, 334-887-3401. All right, Auburn men's basketball, they play Memphis on Saturday in Atlanta. Atlanta, Georgia is uh, where the game is set to be played. We're going to hear from Brooks in just a moment, uh, who got a chance to be at a press conference today with Bruce Pearl, Katie Johnson, and Wendell Green Jr. Uh, But Brant, I want to hear from you before Brooks. 
Auburn has yet to lose a basketball game. Correct. As Zach Blackerby pointed out to us, and as we are well aware of, how are you feeling about Auburn basketball right now? Uh, when they shoot well, they're unbeatable. I, I really think that when you can get that three to fall and when you can when you can consistently get good looks and get the ball to go into the net uh, at a good clip, they're a very, very tough team to beat because they are so, so freaking good uh, on defense. I, I, I think I looked earlier today when I was writing my uh, preview for the, uh, the Memphis game that Auburn's going to play on Saturday. I think Auburn is like 15th in defensive rating, something like that, in the country. And, and people are going to point to the schedule. And, yes, the schedule has been weak uh, compared to some other teams. But, look, uh, Auburn has still not played a team that doesn't have a chance to win its conference. Every team that Auburn has played to this point has a legitimate chance to show up in the NCAA tournament, be it as a conference champion. And some of them are going to have legit chances at, uh, at, at large bids. So I think that this scheduling has been a ramp so far. You've started low, and you've gotten better and better and better as you've gone on, and it's going to culminate in a couple of weeks with uh, with the uh, the West Coast trip that you're going on where you're playing USC and Washington in back-to-back games. And that's really a road trip that I can't wait to see Auburn go on. I think those are going to be two very good games, and I think that that's, a, a, like I said, a great ramp for Auburn as they get ready to start conference play here in a little bit. Uh, and I think that... I think Auburn has looked good. I think the defense defense travels. That is what Bruce Pearl is going to hang his hat on. He wants great defensive teams, and you've seen what he can do when he gets them and the shots can start to fall. I think if the shots are continuously falling, you've got your guards that are a year older now. We talked about this all offseason. Your guards were kind of the weakness of your team, but now they're a year older. They're a year more experienced. They're a year better if this Auburn if these Auburn guards especially uh, Wendell Green Jr. Uh, can continue to improve the way they have Wendell has looked awesome offensively uh, then I really think that that defense can can carry this team a long ways but Brooks you were at that uh that press conference a little bit earlier uh, what what did you th- what did you hear and what do you think of what you heard? Yeah, I mean uh, the presser earlier was the preview presser for the Memphis game on Saturday. Bruce Pearl, uh, Wendell Green Jr., Katie Johnson were all <clears throat> in attendance uh, at different times to uh, to talk about the game coming up and everything was you know just uh, uh, the big point was it has been you know it's going to be what uh, eight days uh, since the last basketball yep. game that the Auburn Tigers uh, team is going to be back on the basketball court uh, and it's going to be away from home. You got you went to uh, you had the Colgate game last Friday and it's going to be this coming Saturday that you're in Atlanta um, and yeah you you know you just had this long layoff. Bruce Pearl talked about it, how, you know, typically you do see this long layoff, and it's it's the biggest one of the season once you get started, at, you know, about a week in between games because of the finals week, and he said, you know, you always try to respect the final schedule and make sure the guys are, you know, getting their, getting study, and that's why, they played on, that's why they played on Friday night uh, last week, they scheduled that game for Friday night, is so that you could start getting, getting into the study groove on Saturday. And he talked about, you know, you, you had a couple hard off days where you didn't do anything. Tuesday, we talked about it earlier this week, Tuesday was one of those, was the hard off day. But you you practiced on, I think they practiced a light practice on Monday. He said yesterday, Wednesday, they got back to the practice court at full contact. Today, uh, they just got back in the practice court. I think practice just started about 30 minutes ago uh, over at Neville Arena. And so they, they are uh, going full contact practice again today. Uh, to get ready for the, this Memphis team because they're going to travel tomorrow, have a little practice up there in Atlanta tomorrow, and then be able to 
uh, take on Memphis on Saturday. But the, that was the big thing. The big talking point is you know being ready after uh, a little over a week off of playing an actual basketball game. Uh, and and they talked about the the you know the positive for this game going in is and uh, is that they're familiar with this v- venue. We talked about it earlier this week. This is the third time the Tigers have played in this tournament. The second time they've played Memphis in this little uh, in, in the Holiday Hoops giving event. And so you're you're very familiar with the event. You're very familiar with the the location that you're playing in. Um, and <clears throat> the biggest you know one of the biggest things is you're going into this game and like like you said this is a Memphis team that's really good. We've got a lot of talent on them. It's uh, Bruce Pearl and Wendell Green Jr. specifically both said this is probably you know the biggest test we've had uh, we're going to have so far this season. Uh, St. Louis was a really good basketball team. It came into Neville Arena a couple weeks ago, uh, but this is going to be their biggest test is because it, it's you know a, a team that's got a chance to make a run at an NCAA tournament coming up later in the season or yeah later in the season. And it's away from home. You're playing in a neutral spot. And so it, it's going to feel more like a tournament atmosphere. They mentioned that the Auburn allotment, I think it was 2,200 tickets for the Auburn allotment, was sold out and sold out earlier in the fall. And there, are, if you're looking through to uh, you know go up there, uh, they said uh, Bruce Pearl made a point to say that uh, you know they still have tickets available uh, through the neutral uh, ticket master so you can get, a, get tickets to this event. And so... I encourage everyone to head up there, but yeah, it it they just gave the 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 opinions that it's you know it's a long week off. Can't wait to get back on the court, and uh, yeah, it should be a really really fun game. And you know what? I think that's going to take us to the end of the hour break. That is what the music would suggest. That is what the music would suggest. So you know what, JJ, sit back. I'll take this. This has been the second <laughs> hour of Sports Call. JJ's not in when, the studio right now. When we come back, the third hour of Sports Call returns. I'm Brooks Childress, J.J. Jackson, Brant Daughtry. Sports Call on a Thursday rolls on. We'll be right back after this. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call starts right now. I am Brooks Childress, temporarily sitting in the driver's seat for J.J. Jackson. Brent Daughtry's in the studio with me. J.J. had to step out of the studio, take care of some personal business for a moment. He should be back here momentarily, though, so do not fear. Find Sports Call listeners. He will. Don't hate it. If you hate us, don't worry. He'll be back in a minute. (laughs) He will be back in just uh, a little bit. But for right now, we start the third hour of Sports Call. As I said, I'm Brooks Childress. Brent Daughtry in the studio. Third hour coming up, we'll, we'll wrap up the hour with the uh, our nightly TV guide later on. And then, of course, we want to hear from your phone calls, 334-887-341 locally or toll-free, 888-9-TIGER-9 on the Auburn Bank phone line. Love to hear from each and every one of you, no matter 
where you stand on the uh, on the sports spectrum. If you uh, you know you think we're just blabbering idiots, you want to tell us so. We'd love to hear from you. If you want to agree wholeheartedly with us, call in and uh, let us know. Yeah, uh, please call in and tell me I'm an idiot. I know it already. <laughs> I just need other people to tell me. You need the validation. Yeah. You need the validation. <laughs> Is that validation? Uh, it, it's, <laughs> sure. We could call it validation. Sure. Uh, well, let's start out the third hour like we do every single day with our daily show recap, shall we? We've already finished the first two hours of Sports Call today. <sighs> Anchorman. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. It jumped up a notch. It did, didn't it? It's now time for the Daily Show Recap. I will um, say... Can you repeat the part of the stuff where you said all about the things? I forgot, I forgot Homer had things to say. Brent, I'm sorry, we've been Homer. doing this segment we have. for quite a bit of time. Yeah, I was here when that segment started, you've been, so I yeah, should so know. You've been here the entire life of the segment. You still don't know that. I, I forgot that Homer had something to say. I was excited to make my comment about Anchorman. I watched Anchorman for the first time <gasps> after we started doing that okay. segment. It was a couple of months ago. But still. <gasps> and... Um, the scene that they're talking about when they're like, boy, that escalated quickly. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. It, yeah. it does. Yeah. It does. I, I know this is commentary over a movie from like 2004. That but you just watched in the last calendar year. Yeah, yes. Uh, you know what? It's still pretty darn good. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. Have you seen Anchorman 2? I've not seen Anchorman 2. It, it's uh, not as good, but Rick, it's Rick, where did you find fun. a hand grenade? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I love lamp. That's a good. Movie. I love lamp. Are you just saying you love lamp? Or are you just? Uh, are you? Do you really love lamp? Or are you just saying it because you see it? I love lamp. <laughs> Daily show recap before we go f- too much further off the rails. We've had some great interviews today, haven't we, Brant? We have indeed. Zach Blackerby from Locked On Auburn uh, joined us in the first hour and gave us his thoughts on Hugh Freeze's both recruiting efforts and his uh, the fact that he doesn't have a uh, coordinator staff yet or a, a full coach a full assistant coaching staff yet and uh, you know we, we share in some of those concerns and you know but he's not freaking out and neither are we um, for the purposes of or excuse me for our second interview I'm sorry I got distracted there for a second for our second interview we had uh, Britt Bowen the voice of Auburn women's basketball uh, on he was in on at uh, the four o'clock hour both of those interviews will be up on our uh, podcast feed if you just want to go and listen to those later um, but you know Britt talked to us about uh, the girls are uh, what at six and two uh, so far in the season they're having a really good year yeah uh, Aisha Kulabali and honestly Scott Grayson the two uh, well neither of them are seniors I don't think but both uh, uh, older statesmen uh, on that women's basketball team. They're having great years and a lot of freshmen contributing as well. So he gave us his thoughts uh, on the season so far. And uh, that's been the show so far. We talked to Zach and to Britt and to each other and to a couple of callers. Yeah, and we're going to get to more callers right now on the Auburn Bank phone line. All of our sports call callers and guests join us on that Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Let's stay right here in Auburn as we go back to that Auburn Bank phone line, and it is... Daryl from Auburn. Daryl from Auburn is joining us on that Auburn Bank phone line. Daryl, how are you doing this afternoon? I'm fine. As they say in my church, uh, or fellowship, uh, I have joys and concerns. I I think that applies to everybody. (laughs) Okay. My joy is... I listened to the five o'clock hour, and then, boy, that escalated fast. I've been trying to figure out where <laughs> that came from. Yeah, and, and you said it was the Anchorman. Or yeah, something? Anchorman, uh, the movie Anchorman, starring Will Ferrell. Uh, it, it came out uh, mid two thousands. I think it was oh four. Yeah. 
Okay. Well, I love Will Ferrell. I know he's not a public kind of person, and I love him and Elf. I'm one of those guys that go to the Goodwill store or wherever and get DVDs. You know, I don't stream anything. Yeah. And then uh, my concern is, was Ed, I just tuned in. I've got a lot of stuff going here at the apartments. Ed said something negative to JJ, or what's what was that all? I mean, was, I mean it was just a di- uh, little bit differentiating of opinions on a on a, a question. I'd, I'd ask a question to JJ earlier in the show about uh, the coaching staff being hired by the Hugh Freeze, and there was a little bit of a differentiating of opinions between uh, how the the question was answered. And so, you know, it's nothing nothing too big. It, it's just you know, it, it's what we do here. We talk to talk to folks, and everybody's got their own opinions and we we value everybody's opinion that calls into the show well that's what makes america great i think yeah that's what makes sports call great too (laughs) okay and um i like the way that you treat each caller cordially whether you agree with them or disagree with them or they're not up to date on sports information just like myself Uh, and then the only thing i was distressed about is man i love listening to Homer. Homer Simpson in that segment. Yeah. And it was interrupted by something about an anchor man. Yeah, that's. I'm going to say, J- Brand has been been on the show <laughs> since the beginning of that segment, and I don't know why he, he continues to, to forget that. I just, Homer I always talks. forget it. It's like it, it's not out of place either. I mean, it's it does its job. It's there for a reason, and I, I just it just slips my mind every time. Right. Uh, but I love that little Homer, you know. I'm not mad. I'm just picking at you. I got you. I got you. Oh, can you remind me about the things that just uh, happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then all December seventh, I was uh, imitating Rosa uh, FDR. I was at the bank, you know, and I was wearing a USS Arizona shirt, and then a total waited on me. She was a young lady. You know, well, everybody's young ladies. I'm 59 years old. And I said, where have you heard this? This is a day that will live in infamy. And it was December 7th. She goes, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm just a history buff compared to everybody else. Yeah. And then uh, another famous quotation from a president is not what you can do for your country uh, or what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Who was that? Uh, Wasn't that uh, uh, JFK? Oh, you must have been uh, a history buff in high school. That was my favorite subject growing up. It is, too. And I like uh, recalling history. And then I'm a real big fan of old movies like uh, Taxi Driver. Yeah. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, uh, Casablanca. And then I always use... uh, Got all the classics there. Yeah, that's what I live off of. You know, if I wasn't so cheap, I might do the streaming, but get all that garbage that's on yeah. TV. Or you know, I, I yeah. like to live to live the classics. I guess you ever uh, say that you, you know, like you said, going over to Goodwill and some of the thrift stores around town, getting some of the DVDs that people donate. That uh, that you know that that way you get to pick and have a, your own little streaming service of whatever you want to watch. Well, that's true. And then the uh, the, the VA, uh, VHS tape is a, a dead medium. I probably got 300 VHS tapes in stock. Wow. But you can't even find a VHS player. But now it's a – I did the same thing with uh, cassettes. And then back before I went to service in 1986, I think, I had a 100-piece album collection, which – 
would now be worth a lot of money. I, I had Bruce Springsteen, Jefferson Airplane, Chicago, the Stones, you know, and who would think that medium would just come back? You yeah. Know? Yeah, a lot and of people then, a lot of people love the records now. Yeah, and then uh, I, I'll tell a little story. Are you familiar with Glen Avenue on Auburn next to the railroad tracks? Um, I, I think I've heard about it. I lived in an old garage apartment, and it was right next to the railroad tracks, just like I live now at the apartments I manage. But anyway, long story short, if a turntable was on a desk or a countertop, when the train goes by, the needle will just skip across. Wow. So my solution was to hang the turntable from a ceiling with chains and a piece of plywood. And uh, that was my little trick. And it so. kept, kept, it the, kept it from skipping? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did. Uh, I just don't. Innovative. But anyway, I just want to share some thoughts with you. And then I, uh, Darryl, I just I'm, stepped my, back into the studio, and I, I, gotta, I had to step out for a moment. This call has brought me so much joy. So um, let me say this, okay, because I, I want to share a little. Talking about VCRs, now we're just getting nostalgic over here, brother. Um, sure. Which is outstanding. When I was growing up, I had the hardest time in the world comprehending whether or not you had to rewind the VCR that you were staring at mm. and the VHS tape. I could not figure out for the life of me staring at where we were at on the VHS tape. And that's I'm, I'm thinking of those memories to this day right now. <laughs> well, to this day, you know, if you got a, a VCR tape from a a rental store if you didn't rewind it they would find you and then they had these automatic no way wow rewinders yeah so but anyway but and another joy is that uh that basketball international basketball star what's her name Brittany Brittany no, Griner Brittany Griner uh I think that was long overdue uh, I think it's a political thing and I think it was exhausted and I'm just glad that she's back with her uh, partner and friends and family and that was a great Christmas present for everybody. Amen. Yeah, good to, good to see her back stateside and get back to playing basketball, what she loves to do so much and um, yeah, big day for sure. Yeah, and I talk about the arms broker when we went back to Russia, but I don't want to talk politics and get you in trouble. So. <laughs> there are plenty of people doing that. It, 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 there certainly uh, The internet is having that trade conversation for us, so that's where we go to for it. Okay. And, and then, you know, when there's some concern about defensive and offensive coordinators, I think it'll all just play out. Just I do, too, and that's what I was trying to tell Ed a little bit earlier. And, and like Brooks said, we just had sort of a difference of opinions on how it was playing out, and I'm just as antsy. I hope it comes soon, but uh, I know that the right thing will take place. Well, you know, Brian Harson didn't have a star crew coming in anyway. He just brought some people from Boise, you know, so – I think Freeze is doing good with retain Cadillac and Zach Etheridge, you know, and that's a good start, you know. And that's right. Granted, he has a, 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 a little history. Some of it's not an issue anymore because there's the NIL, and hopefully he can just erase all those 1-900 numbers he calls, you know. There you go. A- amen. Amen. All right. Well, I'll probably call once you get a, a coordinator. Uh, named yeah. and I'll put my two bits in before Christmas. We okay? like to hear that. Awesome. Thanks, Daryl. Good to hear from you, man. All right. Let's time for the economic news. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> <All right. laughs> economic news after us, Brooks. Wow. What an honor for us. I know. That's well, uh, it's, 
It's NPR. It comes on at 5.30. I listen to your show. I must admit, I, I tune out at 5.30, and then the consumer index affects me so much with the business I have and then just the economy in general and uh, whatever else. You'd be surprised how just everyday uh, economic days affects the individual, you know, the price of groceries, et cetera, et cetera. So. You're right about that. That's for sure. That's for sure. All right. Y'all got to have a great day, and I, I, I appreciate you taking my call. Perfect. Daryl from Auburn right there joining us on the program. Great conversation. Lively conversation. Yeah. Big fan of some of the segments we do here on the show. All fun things. All very, very fun things indeed. Brent, did you do VHS, or you you come in with the DVDs? No, I uh, was on the very tail end of VHS. Okay. I remember growing up, we had a the combination VHS Ooh, and DVD player. That was that was a big day. In the that was that was the uh, that was the move, and we did eventually get rid of that for a Blu-ray player that had the capability to play DVDs on it. So we we've still got that stack of VHS tapes uh, in a little cabinet at my parents' house, but uh, it is it is still there. And I did grow up watching a lot of VHS. Couldn't figure out the left or the right side. Is it? Do I need what to rewind this? You stick it into I, the player and then you rewind it as fast as possible, and you don't look at the screen. Right. Threw me off. Threw me off as a little one. Let's take a break, Brooks. All right. Let's take our first timeout of today's show of the hour, I should say. We've taken a couple of timeouts already. It's the five o'clock hour on a Thursday edition of Sports Call. Back in a moment. WTGZ Tiger ninety five point nine. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. This is Philip Lolly, former Auburn Tigers football assistant coach for the 2010 National Championship team, and you are listening to Sports Call. Back on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. This is Sports Call on WTGZ Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. JJ Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress as we're moving forward on a Thursday edition of the program. Your phone calls are welcome. 334-887-3401 to be on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. We've already had great conversations on today's show with Zach Blackerby, the host of Locked on Auburn, and with Britt Bowen, who is the host or the uh, play-by-play voice of Auburn women's basketball. You could find both of those conversations a little bit later this evening on our Sports Call podcast. Coming up tonight, we've got some NFL football Amazon Prime, Al Michaels, the play-by-play announcer, alongside Kirk Herbstreet. We're going to see the Raiders, the road team, taking on the Rams, Baker Mayfield's new team. Fun little matchup here and uh, a fun week following the L.A. Rams with the uh, new quarterback they've brought into town. So Baker Mayfield signed with the Rams three days ago. Was claimed by them, Was claimed by them three days ago, whatever. And got to L.A. yesterday. Yes. So he's had one day of practice, that being today, which is the day before a game, which means that people aren't in full pads and are not going in full speed. And they are considering starting him tomorrow. Yes. (laughs) Tonight. Tonight, excuse me. It's Thursday night tonight. Tonight, yeah. I I forgot today was Thursday. I thought it was Wednesday. So, But again, 
he's he's been looking at this playbook for three days, and he's had one day of practice. Like I said, they did not go full contact, and quarterbacks never go full contact. I get that. But the receivers didn't. The O-line didn't. He has not had to operate in that offense at full speed, and they are considering starting him in a professional football game. Yeah. That'll be fun. Number one pick, man. Of, That'll be fun. A lot of run, run a lot of run plays. Yeah, I, I yeah a lot of just, hey, well, I mean, even that, like, you have to know which way to turn around. Like, you have to know how to line up. You have to know how the offense lines up. There's, You're going to have to dumb it down. For 10 of 11 players on the football field, you know, you have to know where you go. You need to know what your spot is. The quarterback has to know what all 11 or what all of those 10 other guys are going to do. He has to know what their jobs are as much as his. So if someone is lined up wrong, he can correct that. Does Baker Mayfield know that part of the playbook yet? Can he correct guys that line up on the wrong side, or can he correct guys that you know line up in any type of incorrect form? Like say a guy is supposed to line up on the line and he's lined up off. You know that's that's five yards if that play goes through and a guy is not where he's supposed to be. That's it's very interesting to me. It's very interesting to me that that, that he's even. A consideration for this game. I, I mean, what? I mean, what else? What other options do you have? I, mean, I don't know. If if I don't. Well, they've had a bat. They've had a guy starting for the past couple of weeks that is not uh, Matt Stafford. Yeah, but I don't. I don't know if he's hurt or if he's not healthy. I know he hasn't been very good, but yeah, he's quite. Know. He's what was it? Probable? Not probable. Uh, doubtful. Doubtful for today's game. Okay. He's go through warmups. John Wolford. Wolford. Okay. Which is why they feel like, uh, hey, if he can't go, then we're going to need Baker Mayfield to go. And a former number one pick led the Browns to the playoffs. Struggled a little bit with the Panthers this season. Uh, granted, the Panthers themselves have struggled a ton of bit this season. Yeah. And yeah. It's going to be wild to see how that game plays out tonight. The NFC South is hilarious. The Raiders are picking up momentum, though. They're starting to play much better football. And at the time, you were worried about them because this is year one for Josh McDaniels taking over as head coach. Yeah, and then they got beat by Jeff Saturday in his first game ever at the NFL level as a coach of any kind. Not just a head coach, but, I mean, they got beaten by a guy who's never coached at any level in the NFL before. A guy who's never coached at the college level in any capacity. Uh, and since then, they have reeled off a couple of wins. Uh, I like Derek Carr more than most people like Derek Carr, but Josh Jacobs has been an absolute beast for those guys. He's really good, and he's really coming on. And, uh, of course, got to show love to Daniel Carlson, who is both a former Auburn kicker, one of the best kickers in the S- in the history of the SEC, and uh, absolutely crushing it for my fantasy team right now. Left the SEC as the all-time leading scorer. I thought the way you set that up, Go for it. You said as both a former Auburn kicker, and I thought you were then going to follow up by saying and a former Vikings kicker as well. No, no, no. Shout out to the Vikings for cutting him. I don't think about the Minnesota Vikings very much. (laughs) And I I hope Daniel Daniel doesn't either. They're past him. In, In the past, he's moved beyond the need for the Minnesota Vikings. Three straight wins for the Raiders tonight. Uh, Again, they've won in overtime against the Broncos, and then the very next week won in overtime again against the Seahawks, and then last Sunday defeated the Chargers 27-20. Tonight on Prime Video, they play the Rams, and then next week they play Brooks Childress and the New England Patriots. I'm not going to be on the field. 
I hope I'm not. But you're a Patriots fan. I am a Patriots fan, and I hope to see uh, not Mac Jones out there, but I think it's going to be Mac Jones out there continuing. You are – I have not watched the Patriots much at all this year. Has Mac just – Seriously He's, regressed because he was in. He was was he was he rookie of the year last year? No, he was not rookie. I was no, he was not rookie. Or in of his year rookie last season. Year. Um, He's not. If you look at his stats, he's not been bad. He is. He's had a. You know, he's he's got had a good completion percentage. He was a Pro Bowler last year, but he was not rookie yeah. of the year. I mean, even that like pro bowler that's a big deal he he's if you look at the stats he's got a good completion percentage he's throwing for quite a few yards it's just there's not a lot of the the, the offense can't score and it, the offense is basically that what it what it really is is um there's not a lot of talent around him i mean you, you look at the you, you look at the the wide receivers there's not a there's not a number one wide receiver on that roster um the the running you you know the running game you're gonna have um uh you're gonna have Ramondre stevenson is is kind of taking over as that number one back and he's good but when that's your main offense defenses are gonna key in on it and be For like sure. hey you, there's not really a number one guy around you that you're gonna you know consistently throw to that's gonna have success against us so we're just gonna stop your running game and then see what you can do i have watched the atlanta falcons all year i know exactly what that's like <laughs> so it's it, it's not so much mac jones but it it, it like it, it always falls back on the quarterback when it when it hap- when the offense is struggling. I think a lot of it has to do with not having a true offensive coordinator when you've got a defensive coach and Matt Patricia calling your plays. Yeah, um, and that's a choice. You're like like I said, you don't have an offensive coordinator. He's not an offensive. He's not his title is not offensive coordinator. It's like offensive assistant. Joe Judge, a special teams coach, is a, an offensive assistant. They're kind of like sharing those duties, and then you've got you know. It's you've got the spark that you've seen this year with uh, Bailey Zappi a little bit, and I think that's that's not helping in the situation that people want to see Bailey Zappi out there, and Mac Jones just isn't getting the getting the job done right now for the Patriots. So, how does replacing Mac Jones fix those issues? Because it, from what you've said, none of it seems to be on Mac Jones. So, what does Bailey Zappi well, you, do? I mean, you've seen there's that, <laughs> my voice cracked. The, how does Bailey Zappi, what does Bailey Zappi do to overcome those issues that Mac Jones has not been able to? The games that you've seen Bailey Zappi come in for, there's been a spark. And I can't, you know, I don't know what the explanation is, but there's just been a spark there and he's been it's able to move the ball. It just looked better. It has looked, it's looked a little bit better. Um, but it's, you know, I, I think that they're, they're loyal. They want to see this Mac Jones play out. Um, I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's got. Not, I think he's a decent quarterback, and I think he's got a chance to win football games. But you know, you you've got to one. He's got to make a, some some better decisions. There's been a lot of decision making on his part that it's kind of like, eh, maybe maybe you shouldn't have thrown it there. Maybe you know, be a little bit quicker. But um, I think one of the main reason, one of the main things is you just got to get more more skill around the whoever the quarterback is for the Patriots. Yeah. You got to get more skill around to be successful. Um, but you know, we'll we'll see what happens. They play the Patriots play Monday night against the the Cardinals, and then they play uh, next Sunday afternoon against the Raiders. That game was flexed out of the Sunday night slot, so three oh five next Sunday afternoon, the Patriots will play the Raiders, and then they keep going. Week fourteen of the NFL season, week fourteen of eighteen. This week, the Falcons, Bears, Packers, Colts, Saints, and uh, Commanders all have a bye week. Last week of buys in the NFL season, and then everybody uh, will be playing the last four weeks of the year, hunting for the playoffs. So, 
Fun times ahead in the National Football League, and uh, we will see how tonight's game goes between the Raiders and the Rams. We'll take our next commercial break here on Sports Call. When we come back, we start to wind on down a Thursday edition of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show continues in a moment. J.J. Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. Now back to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Back on Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brooks Childress and Brant Daughtry. It's been a fun Thursday show. Uh, been able to accomplish a lot. Be tuned into tomorrow's program as uh, we've got a lot to continue and talk about. Maybe, who knows, maybe tonight we'll get more momentum on this coordinator search. Maybe tomorrow's show we're spending the whole time talking about who these new coordinators are for Auburn football. Maybe uh, the Braves make a fun move in free agency. Maybe. Late last night, Xander Bogarts signs with the San Diego Padres. The dads. Sansby Swanson. The fathers are not playing around. uh, A free agent. Jason Hayward. Sign with the Dodgers. He's got he's got to be close to forty. And uh, he like Jason Hayward's been he playing and Freddie forever. Freeman rookies the same year for the Braves. Really? And they posted a really cute picture together, like reunited. He's you know, he's thirty three. Yeah, yeah. Jason Hayward is only thirty three years That's old. Correct. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I thought he was so much older than that. Um. So yeah, we'll, we'll see what tomorrow's show brings. Are you trying to tease something? Do you know something we don't? What? You're trying. Uh, maybe we'll talk about coordinators. Maybe He's we'll talked Braves to Jeff Passan. I think you know something. <laughs> Something's going to happen tonight. If the, Braves, if the Braves go out and sign Tyler Pasternicki, and I, we have to come on and talk about Tyler Pasternicki back as a Brave Are you going to be a little upset? I'm going to be a little upset with you. Is All Evan right. Gaddis still playing football? Or baseball? I don't think he's playing football. I think Evan Gaddis could play football, like in another life. He is not. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. Tight end, linebacker, maybe. Um, Also, tomorrow on the program from our hours of operation from 3 until 6 p.m., we're going to be giving away some passes to Callaway Gardens, Fantasy in the Lights. Brooks. Yeah. What is this? Because uh, you were just there. I was last night, actually. You may or may not have realized it, but Brooks wasn't on the show yesterday. That's because he was taking <laughs> in the fantasy and lights at Callaway Gardens last night with his uh, beautiful fiance, and we had a wonderful, wonderful time. It's it's great. What is it? It it's lights. Fantasy. Uh, I want people fantasy. to understand lights. what they're what they're going to be uh, having a chance to if, win. So if Christmas well, lights. Well, one Callaway Gardens is just a beautiful. Uh, beautiful resort if Truly. you ever get a chance to go Truly. over there it, especially in the springtime they've got all the flowers that bloom gorgeous but right now they're doing their fantasy and lights they've got seven miles of uh of light displays for for the holidays you know you get the, it's, it's seven miles it's seven miles wow. uh it takes an hour on the of the trolley that they you get on a trolley you go there your ticket includes getting on a trolley it's got little Christmas carols that play on it. You ride through the park, uh, around a lake, and there's there's so many great great displays, interactive stuff. Um, they've got a new display this year. It's like on on a lake. They've got Christmas trees on a lake that like that. It, it's Christmas trees on a lake that are like 
flash to to music um that's actually what you hear the entire time it's just it's brant <laughs> brant did the uh that's thing. really cute um they've got that's a really cute they they've got a field with <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible <laughs> honestly didn't expect you to do the clap that's phenomenal <laughs> They've got a field there with lights all over the field. I think it's like 10,000 yeah. bulbs or So a nice bulbs. date night opportunity. Yeah. They've got a little Christmas village. And that's why we're selling pears. And, yes. And you know what? This is You'll like this. Not selling, giving away. You'll like this. They've got glow-in-the-dark putt-putt. Woo-hoo-hoo! Yeah. Glow-in-the-dark. Ooh, please yeah. explain. Please you explain glow-in-the-dark putt-putt. It's, it's that like, sounds like a lot of fun. Everything is like taped up in, in, in like black light tape, and they've got black lights like shining down on it. Yeah. But... What? It's outside. It's good. You can barely see some of the holes. It's very challenging. What? Do they not put like fluorescent tape around the holes? They, it, some of them do have some it, fluorescent tape. To be right. honest. All right. Would it live up to J.J. Jackson mini golf standards? I don't know. Okay. That, yeah, your standards are pretty high. Yeah. We only played nine holes because we wanted to keep exploring around. Um, but I, I did win, by the way. I just want to make it clear. I've still yet to lose a putt-putt match to my fiance in our entire relationship existence. Have yet to lose a match. Are you trying to keep it that way? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was concerned. Let me tell you. Blacklight putt-putt was very concerned last night I was going to trip up because we we just walked around this corner and there was a, a little, the little shack where you get the putt-putts the girl was just like do you want to play some putt-putt was not prepared to play putt-putt last night i'm like this is it this is the night she gets me and then i had a hole in one on one of one of them you Couldn't see it go in you stay ready so you, i shouldn't slap the table like that you stay ready so you don't have to get ready you know what we're ready for a nightly tv guy seeing lights sports calls player of the week Auburn guard K.D. Johnson is Sports Call's Player of the Week. Yeah, we were both wrong. Eric McDade, State Farm. The junior spark plug was instrumental in Auburn's wins over St. Louis and Colgate last week, scoring a total of 25 points and making four of seven attempted threes. He also dished out four assists. In the game against Colgate, he tied his season high, scoring 16 points. Johnson is starting out strong this season as he's averaging 21 minutes and over 10 points a game. K.D. Johnson is Sports Call's Player of the Week. Outstanding stuff. Congrats to K.D. Player of the Week presented by Eric McDade, State Farm, very passionate basketball player, That's uh, not afraid to get in an opponent's face, uh, to fire up his own squad, talk a little junk, hype up the student section. Katie's an all-around heck of a basketball player for the he's Tigers. Pretty good, and uh, he's a maniac. But dang it, he's my maniac. <laughs> and uh, you're like, Brent, kudos you, to him. You interrupted a soundbite again. Well, it was my, it was me. It was me talking. I can interrupt. I can interrupt myself, and it's fine. The Tigers only played one game last week, and it was against Colgate. He went down for a little bit, didn't he? And he, he did. Yeah, he had that he right got, at halftime. So yeah. right at halftime, he was able to come back. Had a great performance. He talked today uh, in in the pre preview presser for Memphis, and he joked. He said, I've got 100 family members coming to see me uh, play. And I, it, I think it was a joke, but, you know, he's from right there in yeah. Atlanta. He said it's just down the street from where we stay. And so it's going to have a lot of his mom, actually, uh, the, the SID for Auburn basketball, Marlene Naver. Great. She does a great job. She was telling a, a story that last year her, KD, and someone else could not get out of the arena at this event. KD's mom works as, with the Hawks, like works uh, volunteers on Hawks game days, was there, helped them get out of the arena. There you go. <laughs> Phenomenal stuff. Great family. Congrats to KD Johnson, the player of the week. 
for Sports Call. You can read more about him on our website, thetiger.fm. All right, this is time for our TV guy. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's nightly TV guide. It is our Sports Call nightly TV guide, and it's brought to you by our friends over at White Claw Hard Seltzer. Uh, TK's Convenience Store is where you can find packs of White Claw. Enjoy them. What a beverage it is. Brooks? Yo. What's on TV tonight? All right, we'll start out in the sports world tonight. There's a lot of sports on. We mentioned uh, NFL, NFL football, Amazon Prime tonight, the Raiders and the Rams going at it. This is the first week, I think, of all college football season that Kirk Herbstreet does the Thursday night game and now does not have to go and do a Saturday uh slate of, of games because the only college football this weekend is the Army-Navy game unless he has to go do the uh, the Heisman ceremony but he does not have to rush to a, to a college game day site tomorrow so shout out to him getting a little little break as the end of the NFL season but so that's on Amazon Prime tonight 6 o'clock on ESPN2 some Big Ten basketball action Rutgers visits number 25 Ohio State should be a really fun game up there in Columbus then 7 o'clock on FS1 you've got some uh, college basketball action as number 20 Iowa State takes on Iowa you had Iowa Iowa State last night on the women's side of things the women's uh, the Iowa Hawkeyes the Lady Hawkeyes won that match can the men follow that up with an upset win tonight on the men's side of things uh, also 8 o'clock on ESPN Dose it is Colorado State taking on Colorado it is the mile high rivalry up there in, uh, in, in Boulder Colorado should be a fun little rivalry matchup there. And, of course, the Women's College Volleyball Tournament rolls on tonight with the regional semifinals of Sweet 16 at 7 o'clock on ESPNU. you got three-seeded Kentucky taking on two-seeded San Diego. And then at 9.30 on ESPNU, number five-seeded Houston taking on number one-seeded Stanford. Uh, that is a look at your sports on for the evening. And now, your bonus pick. I don't have any movies for you tonight. Find a Christmas movie. There's your movie pick. A streaming pick. Don't give these these that often, but streaming pick. Me and my fiance just finished the new season of Stranger Things over the past couple weeks. <laughs> Phenomenal. It's way not. Behind. It's not I know, new. I know it's way behind. It's not new. Behind. You're like five months. I didn't late. know that you did that. I yeah. remember like you talked after you watched the first episode. Yeah. And I said, yeah, it was a great first episode. Yeah. Did you really like we, it? We finished it. Great cliffhanger to, to leave, or not cliffhanger, but great leaving it to set up the the big final season five. I, if you haven't watched it yet, you're like me. Just you know, go go stream it. Or if you have watched it, go back and stream the whole series. It's great. That is Brooks Childress, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Brent, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Brooks. Yo. Thank you for being here as well. Absolutely. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much to everyone that tuned in and called into Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Thanks again to Zach Blackerby and Britt Bowen for being on the program as well. For Brant Daughtry and Brooks Childress, my name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.